This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, welcome to the Fight Night Daily Podcast with me, Spencer Oliver, and him, Mr. Andy Clark. Andy, we're at the press conference, Anthony Joshua versus Francis Ngannou. We tried this inside, by the way, guys. Right, we're outside right now. We tried it inside, downstairs. Not enough Wi-Fi, so our commitment is coming upstairs, outside. What is this, like minus two? At least. At least. At least. Anyway, we're at the press conference. Andy, what was your reaction there to Anthony Joshua, Francis Ngannou? What did you read there with the body language and how they were with each other? They did give too much away, but I think one thing you can tell straight away is that and I didn't expect there to be any complacency on Joshua's behalf, but he's treating this 100% like a proper fight, like a real fight, a championship fight, a fight where if he loses it, then in that game of snakes and ladders, he'll fall a distance. Good yeah. performance against Otto Valin, and he obviously desperately doesn't want that to happen. So this is a, a real fight for the real jeopardy, because who did what he did against Fury. Ultimately, it doesn't really matter where Fury was at mentally or physically going into that fight. He's still the lineal heavyweight champion of the world. In most people's eyes, the best heavyweight in the world. Uh, and Ngannou ran him incredibly close. Mm. Um, and that's what happened. Yeah. So you have to take that as your marker for where his ability level lies. Well, I think that's an advantage for Joshua going into this fight, isn't it? Like when Fury went in against Ngannou, yes, he was UF UFC heavyweight champion. We knew he was strong, but people predicted that he would be too slow. His feet wouldn't be quick enough. Fury's boxing IQ would be way too much. But what we found out with Ngannou boxing Tyson Fury was actually he come with a game plan. He executed it perfectly. And maybe Tyson Fury, yes, he maybe did have his eye off the ball. Maybe did underprepare. You know, when you take all those into factors, you go, but Francis Ngannou taking nothing away from him. He put in a performance of his life and pushed the WBC heavyweight champ right to the wire, even flooring him in that third round. So now Anthony Joshua goes now looking at Ngannou. I know I'm in a real fight. You know, this guy will fight and he'll see this is a huge opportunity going into this one. And I think that Joshua has to take this fight very seriously because you look at it now and you go, this fight has got some credibility around it because Ngannou has performed stylistically. This is going to be good. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and in boxing, you know, we, we have rankings and we talk about who we think would beat who, but what we don't have is any standard metrics like they have in other sports. So if you're, if you're a sprinter, you have to run certain times or you won't be taken seriously. You can't just arrange a race where you're going to smash everybody else, tell everybody they're not allowed to time it and then claim you did it in 9.7. You know, you can't, mm, yeah. you can't do that. But in boxing, you, you kind of can. So... All we can do really is go off performances against common opponents and the more recently you've both met them, the better. And that's what we've got yeah. here. Yeah. And if, if Joshua can do a much better job on Ngannou than Fury, then, then people will take that as, as being a good, a good measuring stick. And you, you look at the fact that we've got Fury Usyk on February the 17th. 
you've got to think that if Fury beats Usyk and Joshua beats Ngannou, then the Saudis will make Fury Joshua next. Well, listen, you would have to think that. Well, look, Turkey Al Sheikh was here today. He got up, he gave a big speech about what his plans were in Saudi Arabia moving forward, the fights that we, you know, that they want this year, etc. And he broke the news that he said the winner of this fight, Francis Ngannou, sorry, the winner of Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk will fight the winner of this fight, Anthony Joshua versus Francis Ngannou. Now, no one really expected that. We thought Anthony Joshua was going to go down the IBF route when that become vacant, if that become vacant, after the undisputed fight, Joshua would fight Filip Hergovic. Well, that was big news to me there, that actually, this is like a semi-final. So, that's even more reason for Joshua to take this one so seriously. He goes, because... All of a sudden, he can find himself, if he beats Francis Ngannou and Fury, because he won't perform like he did against Francis Ngannou, I think that he knows what he's going in against Usyk, and I think we'll see a top-class Fury. And if he comes through that fight, we get the fight that we thought we was never going to see, which is Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury. And that probably happens may, maybe August sort of time. Yeah, could well do it. And that's, that, that's where we're at now, you know, because they've, they've proven over these last two fight nights and then with the one in February for Undisputed and then Joshua and Garnu, that that is their mentality mm. and that they've got the ability to deliver it. It's not all talk. We, yeah. we, we hear a lot of chat in boxing. We have done for decades about things that are going to happen and lots of them have happened. Plenty of them haven't happened, but they are delivering consistently on what they say they're going to do. And I think one thing that makes it even more likely to happen is that Fury versus Usyk almost went wrong because Ngannou was much better than we thought and he nearly beat Fury and then Fury Usyk would have gone out of the window. Joshua Wilder was the plan, but it's not happening because Joseph Parker beat Deontay Wilder. So I think they will look at that and just think, okay, we can't be taking any more chances like that of needing something to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, as soon as what needs to happen has happened, which is Fury wins and Joshua wins, then they have to fight. Yeah. No question. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Yeah, I mean, look, this is going to be a podcast of exclusives, by the way, because what we've heard in there from Turkey Al Sheikh, he threw a few things in there that I was not expecting. One of those was that, that this is effectively a semi final. Usyk Fury, Joshua Nganu, winner, boxes winner. Great. That's what the that's what the boxing fans want, the global boxing fans want. But we also heard in there that he said that he wants Frank Warren's best five fighters, listen to this, against Eddie Hearn's best five fighters, and he wants to make a night of boxing five versus five. I mean, that is big news as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was all over that like a rash when he announced <laughs> that. We spoke to Frank afterwards, and, and I, I did ask him, you know, did he spring that on you, or yeah. did you kind of know about that? And he didn't really answer it, but they both signed up to it mm. immediately. And... That'd be that'd be absolutely fascinating. I mean, we never thought that we would see those two working together on the top table, and that's happened. Um, and now for yeah, that kind of that kind of match, which is yeah. what it would be to take place, would be incredible. I mean, you could do it on the undercard of Fury against Joshua. Yeah. actually, could well, you? no, I mean, I, but he I wants think it separately. he wants it separately because I think it's an ongoing thing in, in Saudi Arabia. Like you know, um, Turkey Al Sheikh was talking about the fights that he wanted. Another exclusive for you guys as well. Another big exclusive. Dmitry Bivol versus Arthur Baturbiev. That fight is happening. He was saying June time he wants that fight on. That is probably the biggest fight in boxing right now, in my eyes anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's one that everybody wants to see. And it's, yeah. it's, for, it's it'll be for Undisputed. Those four belts have been held by those two for too long. Yeah. Uh, it had to happen. It looked like it wasn't going to happen. And it's a perfect example of them coming in, the Saudis, and making fights that other people haven't been able to to make mm. and that's that's the beauty of this really because I kind of look at it like like it's, it's like the Champions League almost yeah you've got your domestic leagues and we'll continue with our domestic leagues and that's all great and we can make some really really good fights whichever promoter or TV network it it may happen to be but then above and beyond that the fights that everybody wants to see that can't get made between mm-hmm. those different leagues they will come in and they'll make them. Yeah. And that's just a good situation because everybody wins. It certainly is. And I mean, look, Andy, what's your take on this one? You know, like, you know, we like this is the beginning of a new era of boxing for me. You know, we're going to get the best fighting the best. And the Saudi, what the Saudis have done is they've taken the politics out of the sport. You know, we've got all the promoters working together. We're getting the fights that we wanted to see. We're starting to get undisputed fights that are being made. I mean, what is your take on that, you know, with with the Saudis doing that for one and like, you know, they, them even talking about making things cost effective so that we can get the fans travelling over, you know, so that you can get that sort of atmosphere that you've had in British British um, arenas before. Do you know what I mean? Like, what is your take on that? Where do you see that going? How do you see that going? And do you think that, you know, that's a possibility for the fans to see travel over to Saudi Arabia? Yeah, Saudi. I, I, yeah absolutely. Because they're, they're looking to make it a destination for sporting events. And the first thing you've got to do is get the sporting events. Once you've got the sporting events and you've got the, the track record of putting them on and putting them on successfully, TV and all the rest of it, then people will believe that it's going to continue and then you can get people to mm. travel. But you can't do it the other way around. You know, you can't put the horse before the cart. That is how it has to be done. And if you're in it for the long haul, which I believe they are, 
then there's no desperate, desperate rush, basically. There's no desperate rush. People can take a little bit of persuading sometimes to go to somewhere new. They'll probably still be thinking, oh, I'd rather go to Las Vegas or, or, or wherever because people are quite habitual. You know, they, they, change mm. their, they, they change their stance on things quite slowly a lot of the time. But if you get the big events, people will come. Yeah. It's as simple as that. People will come. And the local crowd who come will get more used to what it is mm. that they're watching and what the kind of decorum, if you like, or however you want to describe it. What is a boxing event? You know, mm. what do we go here for? You know, when, when, when do you cheer? When don't you? You know, because yeah. it's different. If you, European crowds are different to British crowds, Absolutely. aren't they? You go watch boxing in Denmark, for example, it's quiet. Absolutely. I mean, look, you, you look at... You look at Noye Nui when he boxed out in Japan, you know, in, in December time, you, you talk about that, he was going for his second undisputed fight and the atmosphere is totally different. When, you know, when you touch different regions, different areas, you do get at different atmospheres. But I think that what the Saudis have got is they've got a vision and they've also got the money to make this happen. And I think it's good for the sport of boxing that we are getting the best fighting the best. And I think it's a long-term thing. You know, it's not a flash in the pan. I don't think it's gonna happen over a 24 month or 48 month period. I think they're here and here to stay because I think that what we found with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and Turkey Al Sheikh and, and the rest of the princes are that they are invested in boxing. They want boxing to happen over there. Yeah, and they, they've proven that over a sustained period of, mm. of, of time now. And it's the regularity with which things are happening because, you know, end of August, so we had October the 28th rather, then we had December the 23rd, February the 17th, March the 8th. They're talking about June, July for, for Bivol, Better Biev. Yeah. Uh, Better Biev, I think, might be more keen on July because yeah. of Ramadan. Yeah, sure. But it's, and he needs a period of time to kind of recuperate. But that's, that's what's happening, and fighters yeah. have to get used to it. And they mm. are getting used to it, because Joshua is going to have boxed four times in less than 12 months, comfortably less than 12 months as well, by about three, three and a half weeks. He hasn't done that since he became a world champion. No. And the reason is, is because there's too much politics and fights get too hard to make once you've got a belt. Hopefully not anymore. Yeah, Joshua boxed once in 2020, once in 2021. Um, once in 2022, 2023, he boxed three times. And we saw the improvements in his performances. I think it was a very constructive year. And I think that the confidence in his own ability started to come out. And what we saw against Otto Valin last time out, October, um, December the 23rd was, we saw a little bit of the old Anthony Joshua again, the confidence to stand there, not throw one or two shots, but throw the punches in bunches like he used to. He was a lot more destructive. And I think that puts him right back in the mix of the heavyweight division. I think Andy, for over the next 12 months or so, we are gonna see these fights, the best fighting, the best. But I wanna finish this podcast off on March the 8th, Joshua and Garnu, do you think it is a potential banana skin for Anthony Joshua, or do you think he goes out there and does it in fashion? I think he goes out there and does it does it in fashion. I wouldn't necessarily say he'll get the stoppage because Garnu could take a shot, and he doesn't need to be greedy. AJ, it's called knockout chaos. This, and of course, a, a heavyweight a knockout is is, is 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 any second it can happen. But I don't think he's going to be obsessing about that. He needs to win, ideally look good, and I think he will because he's got superior boxing skills mm. and when he commits to those punches like you described there he is a massive force we were wondering whether he still had the ability to commit in that way he showed us against Valin that that he does and it was just so good to see mm. because a firing Anthony Joshua is great for the sport particularly in Britain it's just good for everyone yeah. you know it was it was just great to see him 
rediscover that after a while. He stayed with Ben Davison, which was a really obvious thing to do. You know, they speak each other's language. I think he'll, I think he'll win on March the 8th, and I think he will look good. Well, listen, box, boxing fans have got a lot to look forward to. We've got February the 17th, Tyson Fury, Alexander Rusi, undisputed. Breaking news here today. Anthony Joshua, France Ngannou, March the 8th. Winner, boxes winner. That is huge news for the British, uh, for the world boxing fans. Now, I don't know about you, mate. I am absolutely <laughs> freezing out here. I so I'm done here. Fight Night Daily Podcast. That's it from us at the press conference. Anthony Joshua, Francis Ngannou. See you later, mate. I'm off. I'm freezing. <laughs>